Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Ford and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, stop your automobiles, pull to the side of the road, and get it all hooked up right with your iPhone. It's another episode of This Life with Dr. Drew and Bob. And our special guest, Jay Moore. You, this is your second go-round here, isn't it? Yeah. This yeah. is uh, this is my second time, so yeah. This is good. My <laughs> here you are. Welcome back. Post-holiday blues? No. I get just straight-up holiday blues. <laughs> <laughs> like Christmas Eve to about December 29th. It's tough to get out of the bed. Before the mics turned on here, you started asking questions, and I said, we'll save that for Jay. What the hell were we talking about? Oh, the coddling of college yes. students. Yes, yes. It's ridiculous. I've been reading this book called Coddling by these two... Coddling of the American Mind. Coddling of the American Mind. Apparently they have a podcast. Drew knows everything about them. Of course, I come over, I've read a new book over the holidays. I'm excited about it. Drew's read it. He knows the podcast, people. <laughs> book of Matthew. Have you heard of it? <laughs> I'm going to write this but, down. But Coddling they, of the they talk good. about these lies that we're telling children and now multi-generations of children that what doesn't kill you makes you weaker... Um, to trust your feelings at above all times, above, above all, all else. and that that life is simply good, good, good people versus evil people. And so, when you tell children, one way, that, one way to frame it, <laughs> that's good wrong versus, to, to instill what? What's wrong with trusting your feelings? No, nothing wrong with trusting your feelings. Or how but, about your instincts? But, but your, your instincts no. or intuitions are different than feelings are caused by trauma and loss and grief. Correct. Oh. You have oh. to you have to look at your feelings. Your feelings are valid, but you can't necessarily trust them to interpret reality at all times. I use them to know what situation I'm in. Yeah. So if I'm angry, it's someone who has a strong will too and can't be manipulated. Right, so if you feel angry, yeah, if I feel angry and tense or frustrated, you read your because I can uh, because I'm 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 in an environment where you can't manipulate, you can't do my regular mo, right? Right. And so I need to rise up and be an adult and have a conversation. Right, so your talk about that. So your feelings inform you. Yes, inform you. Yeah, they're informative, and and you can evaluate. (laughs) Often not valid. (laughs) Well, they're always valid. Valid, but I always say like. You're, nobody can argue with your feelings, and when they do, it's maybe time for divorce. <laughs> but you can choose. You learned that one the hard way. Yes, I did. <laughs> did but I, I know my value, the depth of my effort, because I drank from the well beneath the well for a long time. I gave it everything I had, no regrets. But it's like you, you can't choose your feelings, but you can choose which feelings to examine, which ones to let in. You know, because you're right. Like people 
that I work with, like you and I are in the same program that ends in yeah. an A and has nothing to do with eating <laughs> or emotions. But it's that emotion that you feel that like that anger or something. It's it's usually something I see that I don't like about myself in the person. Like right. like it's rare. if you're in an argument as an adult, you you're you failed. Well, but so, but so, trusting your feelings. Yes, you can trust them, but you better understand what they mean. So, if you like every understand. time you see a blonde woman, she makes you feel horrible. It's like that's something that's in you. That's something to understand. About. I feel the opposite. <laughs> I feel the other way about it. I feel like predator prey. Like I'm going to run that gazelle to ground. Well, do all your guests sit in this corner like Edith Ann? Right. Leave it to Jay Moore to have the Edith Ann reference. You know? I gotta sit in here and say, "Oh, crisscross applesauce." I don't want to offend anybody. Jay, Jay is the best reference. In, in Girls podcast, he brought up Cy Twalamy one day, and I'm like, "How did oh, you get there?" Art. It was my favorite. Oh, it was your favorite artist. Cy, Cy, yeah. yeah. And I was like, "Wow, how'd you get to that?" Basquiat, big influence on Basquiat. Yeah, I right. like Basquiat also. Right. I didn't Cy want to go with Yeah, Sure. <laughs> Does, did Adam know who Cy Twalamy? No, was? <laughs> I had to look it up. <laughs> Oh, I was I was coked out of my mind and went to the Philadelphia Museum to see his show. That's oh, great. Yeah, Bosquats? Yeah. No, side side. Oh, I think Bosquats would be more fun. Those charcoals would talk to you when you're railed out. Yeah, you guys are also big uh, Bukowski fans too. Yeah, right? oh yeah. You know Bluebirds. what a shithead he was, right? Yes, I knew him. You, but he was a colossal shithead. Well, let's yeah, talk. But to that's what that you expected. Him. What? That's what you expected. I tell the best story. I worked on Barfly. I worked on the movie Barfly. Where Mickey Rourke does a Snagglepuss impression? <laughs> Exit stage left even to all my friends. How about Frank Stallone is excellent in the that bartender. movie. Yeah, right. That's good. They get in the big fight. So Bukowski would come to the set a lot of nights. My job, I was a set dresser, but my job when he was there. Which life was this? this Jesus, was another a, life. A junkie 80s life. Oh, my God. So uh, was to take care of him and like serve him at the bar. The, a lot of the scenes were shot at that bar that most of the movie field. was shot in. And we used that as a home base. And so Bukowski would just sit there and drink. And so I would tell my friends, Bukowski's down here. It would be like 2 o'clock in the morning. And, and so Flea came down one time and he said, so Flea, what do you like to do? And he goes, well, I love basketball and music. And he goes, basketball. Bunch of Neanderthals running around in their underwear trying to shove a ball down into inside a basket. Sounds sounds yeah. sounds interesting. Meanwhile, he so shit he, his pants at a horse track. <laughs> <laughs> like he's that's better what, than everybody. That's what I was thinking. Like you go to the horse track every day and watch horses Come run on around. Seven. Come on, seven. <laughs> oh no! So here's Bob now telling me he like, he like uh, served drinks to Bukowski. One day we were sitting here talking, and I go, you know, I love Simone de Beauvoir. He goes, oh I yeah, had lunch with her. I knew her. I'm like, what? You... I worked in movies. Yeah, right. Sally Richard Dreyfus. I worked in movies. Okay, <laughs> no, I this was is a not real, a moonburn. I was a little, I was a little movie goer guy. But Bukowski's the first guy's voice that I heard where I'm like, oh no, I don't want to hear you read Bluebird with that because he had that real high yeah. twangy voice. Drunk. And when you read it, it just seems such with such gravitas. Like Post Office was my first Bukowski book, and Ham on Rye. I do want to circle back to the coddling of the American mind. And hearing him read something, I was like, oh, like Burroughs sounds exactly how I pictured Burroughs would sound. Can you imagine Bukowski alive now writing those books in the Me Too era? Oh, that's my well, point. I, I was aware that that was a problem back then. <laughs> but, but let me just say, I, the uh, women, the book Women couldn't come out now. No one would publish it. Well, I don't understand why we don't posthumously condemn people for their bullshit. I, I just call me crazy. But we Led get, Zeppelin and Charles Bukowski. And Picasso. We, how about we just examine those guys realistically? Charles, Charlie Chaplin on that list? Let's keep kicking the shit out of dead people. <laughs> 
But don't get um, me started on uh, Goebbels. You know? <laughs> I was thinking about Bukowski recently because uh, the movie Beautiful Boy came out. This was David Sheff's book. We've we've been you know know David Sheff. And have you, have you seen this yet or read that book? It's about a dad dealing with. It a was son. not a popular book in the in the super secret society that we're in. Oh, you didn't like it? It was not because it's codependency. Oh my God! Mm. When you see the movie, the codependency—it's—it's—it's it's, it's so much worse. It. It's worse than the drug addiction. Oh my God! I was like, I had no idea he was that ill. Were you lucky enough I, to have somebody codependent with you in your life when you were? Back no, then? not really. Isn't that sad? Just don't you wish you could find a dad like that? I wish I'd find a daddy now. <laughs> I could marry Tim Gunn. I could gaslight that old man. <laughs> I'd have so many mountain bikes and dune buggies. Just be like, drink your milk, Papa. Time for bed, Daddy. Go to bed. Where'd you grow up? Verona, New Jersey. Dune buggies in New Jersey. Well, we had dune buggies. We had a lot of like yeah, ATCs. We had bikes we made from mini like, bikes, lawn, lawnmower engines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bull yeah, taco, yeah. no brakes. Bull taco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they had no brakes. Remember yeah, the bull taco? No brakes. My shoes were worn out. My left shoe. <laughs> That's true. Oh my god! So the coddling of the American mind. What were the the tenets again? The three three things that children are being taught that that was the opposite of what we were told. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. What doesn't kill you makes you weaker. So, so avoid, you avoid love does, all. Love doesn't kill you. Yeah, it yeah. makes it hurts for this a long time. I'm, go ahead, wherever you want to go with it. No, I just I'm good at spotting counter shading. You know, in nature, a fish is dark on top, light on the bottom. The only time we see a fish is when it turns and gives up that like counter shading. So I yeah. just see that like conversationally, like a code breaker. Not really a code breaker. I'm just like uh-uh. but the the. I just think the American society is a ruthless dog eat dog society. And if you're not going to prepare, when do you prepare your children or young adults to realize and swim in that ocean? And I don't think we're doing a very good job. The last two generations are not doing a very good job mm. of preparing young people for living in the real world. Mm. And now they're lashing out at us in all these different ways in, the, in academia where they're going to remove history right. from because it triggers the, the students. Yeah, we can't talk Hearing about, about slavery triggers triggered. the no, patient. being triggered is a good the, thing. I, I called the students the patients just now. Uh, well, <laughs> so it's, it's not PC to say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It's, right. it's not even, forget not PC. It's, they're saying it's a reverse. It's not being tr- not being sort of presented to young people. The opposite. Right. Is being My presented. mom used to say, "You'll die of something else." Right. Same thing. Over and I over like again. that. You'll yeah. die of something else. I like that. I did something <laughs> with Elvis. Elvis was out of school, Drew, for twenty five days. Presley. No, my son. He's oh. eight years old. Kind of That's off way too long there. to be home from school. So he was whining and complaining <laughs> and f- frustrated and crying. And I, I said, go in your room and cry. I just can't listen to it anymore. You should have seen the look in his face. Like I had abandoned him and abused. And I just remember my dad saying, if you're going to cry like that, go in your room. I was just trying to repeat. I think that's fair. Like, I've done that. You've done it to your kids? I have a thing with my, my seven-year-old. I go... Can you can you hear me? I just need him to nod when he's like really crying. Yeah, and I'll say, "Do you can you hear me?" And if he nods, I'll just say, "Do you need to be small?" And that's our code for like I don't even know why I'm crying. I'm just freaking out. Yeah. And if he nods yes again, and I just go, "Poor guy," I yeah. kiss his head, I hold him, I put him in yeah. bed. We'll read something after yeah. that. Does, like, what is it? What is it? What is it? After what is it? that doesn't work when it's something that they want and they can't have, and that's why they're crying. Oh, that doesn't happen in my house. Oh, no. I wouldn't. No. You're some Zen Buddhist. <laughs> my, both parent? my sons responded very well to logic. You spend golly, not Buddhist. It's like, remember, I promised you X. Well, Y happened, and then W happened, and I can't deliver X. And they go, right. okay. They just deliver. They what just, kind of kids are those? They just do well with logic. 
I think it's the only time I'm not like this creative piece of spin art in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> How old? How old are you? Seven uh, and... 16 and 7. Oh, yeah. so that's they're older than your kids, way older. Yeah. Well, but it was 16. like that their whole life. Yeah. So uh, what what doesn't kill you makes you weaker. So right? you got to avoid it as opposed to what we do in real life when somebody has a phobia or an OCD, you do something called exposure therapy. You yeah. expose them to it and they learn to manage Toughen it. up. Toughen up as So can life. I still say life's a bitch and then you die? Well, no, I mean, that's, that's a pessimistic That's, that's nihilistic. That's different. <laughs> I have a, My kids love that one, though. No, I have I'm a spin sure on do. that. I, I say life is not fair, but it is fantastic. Mm. Oh, there I'd you rather go. you say that. Okay, you learned I'll that in the super it. secret society. No, I didn't, man. Where'd you make that up then? I don't know. I coached high schoolers. I got a speaking bumper sticker for them or they, they tune me out. <laughs> what do you coach? I coach wrestling at Palisades High. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah. You wait for the other guy to do something, he will. Simple, so, simple, same. Everything doesn't work itself out. Good habits get good habits. Like you just got to speak in these weird that little. That sounds like John Wooden or something. Big influence. Yeah, really. You, you haven't know, coached I, it until they've learned it. I heard a. <laughs> I heard a. Uh, my life. You haven't coached it. You hear that, John yeah. Wooden? You, you know the thing about it. John Wooden? I'm like, why don't they shoot? I've coached them how to. Oh, I haven't because they haven't learned it yet. They just pulled the trigger. So what I didn't kill you makes you weaker. What are the other two? Wait, wait, uh, real quick though. The coaching thing. Oh, I just, this I, is supposed to be real quick. But I just heard it. We'll get to it. But I just heard <laughs> yeah, a, true. Uh, Trust your feelings. I she lost likes my to thought. interrupt. Trust your feelings, and then third, I like that one. Trust your feelings. The third one is life is simply divided between good people and evil people. That's that's just and a usually, way to, to usually the individual well, is the good one and everyone else is the evil one. What it's do the we assumption always, that the person listening is the good person? Right. right. Why do we always say? What do we always say about severe personality disorders like borderline personality disorder? How do they? How do they think about people? Watch out is what I say. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not you watch out for them. I, I mean, how do how, <laughs> dumb crazy people? How do they think about the world? How does a borderline think yeah. about the world? Everyone's against them. All good or yeah. all bad. All black, all white, no gray. So pathology. So are is, you saying America has become a borderline personality? I think we've, we've developed a narcissistic personality style. Nice. And that style, narcissists always think in very extremes, like all this way, all that way. And the, I'm wondering if it's more – I'm actually beginning to think it may be more histrionic than anything else. Because, but even histrionics also, it's all good. You know what? Bad. One of my favorite things the last year, I've really calmed down, and you've noticed it on social media. Well, my friends, most of my friends and most of your friends are all anti-Trump. We live in Southern California. It's Trump, Trump, Trump. And people text me, Trump. Did you hear what he said today? Bob, Trump, Trump. Right. And I've been saying, why does it upset you so much to them? And they look at me like the enemy. Yeah. Right. Like somehow I'm on, I'm, they thought I was a good guy. On the side of good, and now I've just thrown this this question at them. Why are you so upset about this? What do they guy? say? They get angry at me. No, no so no reaction, no re- no response. How they haven't can... examined their feelings. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I I'm how do super, you deal with it? I'm super moderate, and so people accuse me of not picking sides. Got to pick a side. One person told me we got to go out and kill Nazis. I'm like, kill go, Nazis. Kill Nazis. What country do I live in? What are you going to raves? I, yeah, no, so I'm just a. A friend, and I was like, "What? Where and are the Nazis?" He goes, well, "We should go find them and kill them. We should go find them." Argentina, And I was like, "What? What world do I, I live go in? I lived in a world where Nazis are given their opportunity to go hang themselves, go say everything you want, be an idiot, and get ostracized, and yeah. you'll end up in prison doing something stupid. Good, goodbye." So, so, who are good 
guys and who are bad guys. That's good. Question. Nazis are bad guys. Thing. We can just pencil them in. Bad. Everybody's bad. Yeah, who, every everyone. The way people who think in black and white like that, everyone's who bad who impinges on me in any way, and other than a positive way. That's negative evil person immediately. That's how that and works. One of the examples they give is Columbia University in, in 2013 changed their history, the way history is presented, because because the story of slavery was triggering uh, some of the. You can't hey, omit slavery from you, a history. So you, how you can do you soften it? it, and you cannot make it such a focus or show the pictures. Yeah, that's bad. That's academia not is doing academia this though. To... Drew's been talking about. It. Now I'm reading a book that correlates what he's. What observing. I think is is that the. The predominant administrative—they call it triggering. That's been listen. I've been unable to speak. You can't speak in college campuses, can you anymore? Do you go no. do? Yeah, because they are all triggered. They, and you have to point. you have to submit a list of potentially triggering topics. You're going I hosted to cover. the NASCAR awards, Drew, eight <laughs> times. That's good. <laughs> Don't say this within three paragraphs of that. It's like, all right, just they got the check, though, so you do whatever they want. Well, but the college, but college camp- campuses are absurd. The yeah. last one I did was probably twenty years ago, and right. I got into it with a lady that paid me at dinner. Before or after? After she had, I was Nick Swartz and opened for me. I was a like, cow, and they're so far left that they're right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're so far left. They come they, around the other side. The prism is so fucking clouded. Uh, she goes, I go. You don't look particularly pleased. It was a great show, and she goes, Well, it seemed just kind of racist. I go, Excuse <laughs> me. It's <laughs> kind of my tribe, you know. I'm in show business. And she goes, well, like when you told the story of the kid outside the grocery store, I go, yeah. She goes, why do you have to make him black? I go, because he was black. <laughs> you know, the kid that sells yeah, chocolates yeah, outside yeah. the grocery store, like help my high school Athletic get department, new yeah, stuff, yeah. you know. And the joke's like, oh, that's how we're solving interscholastic athletics? One uh, chocolate bar with Wu-Tang and Cleopatra on the side? <laughs> like, I know every chocolate ever invented. These are all <laughs> soupy and weird. And uh, she goes, but why'd you have to make him black? I go, because he was black. She goes, but if he was white, you wouldn't have made him white. I said, well, 12% of the population is black. I'm white. I live around white people. So any black person's an interloper in my reality. People get stared at at the grocery store when they're black. Not because we think they're going to steal. Because well, there's a black guy I saw today. But the here's, first guy here's I saw the, all day that was black. Here's when if you're a, dealing a black with... black guys are on the porch in South Central and a white guy jogs yes, down the street. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Go, Remember that day that white guy jogged down the street past Watts Tower? Because I was always that white guy. Right, me I was too. Down there trying to score drugs. Me, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like That's the a racist world, statement now. See, that was. See, I just said a racist thing. It's not a racist only, statement. You only it's get a drugs logistically, in black geographically areas. accurate account of his personal history. Yeah. Dot the end. It's crazy. It's what happened. So I said that you got in trouble. What happened to Schwartzen? He just sat there at the end of the table. He had like some weird, like fruity drink with an umbrella. And me and this girl are going back and back. I go, well, that's he's the interloper. He was black. I go, I can't change his race to make you more comfortable. This is my and we go back and forth. And finally, Nick stands up and goes, "Welcome to Fantasy Island." <laughs> and like nobody even really looks up, and he's just on an island at the end of the table with his cocktail over his head. He's the only one drinking. And uh, I just said, do you my check? And uh, she said, yes. And that was that. But yeah, they're bananas. I just did, before I came here, I recorded my podcast, more stories about, I was defending Louis C.K. Emphatically. Like you can't, only 240 people are in that room. I played that room. It's an incredible comedy club. We've Go, been to that room. You're talking about the cellar? Governors in Levittown. You were there with Artie last no, time. No, we Governors there. in Levittown oh, were governors. the last special, last special. 
where the last stand-up set where people enraged because he said black – do you swear on this podcast? Yeah. yeah. Where black guys have big dicks and Asian guys have little dicks. And the Parkland shooting victims, like, I don't have to listen to you. You're not yeah, a hero. Yeah. You push some fat kid in front of a bullet. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make you. That's so, a Louis joke. That ties exactly to his previous stuff. Always. It's the exact same frequency it, we celebrated three years ago. You changed. Okay. So he didn't change. So, okay. So hold on. I, I talked to my daughter about this because I was really, she's pretty thoughtful about these things. She went I, to Columbia. Yeah. She went to Columbia. So she represents that point of view. And, and I asked Sorry, her, I go, I, I go, but listen, I go, why? Assume I'm always listening to you, Drew. It's all right. Okay. I am. Well, I'm used to Bob. See, yeah, I, gotta I know. You, when yeah. you speak, you, you're Fair an oracle in my life. Fair For real. Fair Go. So when I asked the question, I said, Louis is still doing the things he's always done, which is asking the questions and having the thoughts that we all dare not even have. And he puts them out there and goes, but maybe, you know, he used to do that. Things yeah, that, the nut thing, allergy. Yeah, the nut allergy. Things that, <laughs> right. We're all laughing right now, by the way. <laughs> Even if we we laugh because it's uncomfortable, but I I said I I told TMZ this. They grabbed me at the airport and I said, "Look, we got to have somebody who can ask the questions. We all they even have the thoughts we dare not have. He's having them, and we react. Part of laughter is discomfort, right? It's the 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 you see my show, yeah. Right, I've I seen blew Eddie show. Collins when I was ten. I tell them they get a little uncomfortable. <laughs> He's now the chief of police in New Jersey. I drive as fast as I want to New Jersey. He doesn't get as comfortable. He's more comfortable than the audience. I'm one by car the way. accident away from having blown the governor. Oh, Jesus. This is good. What are they fucking call that Chief Collins? Is amazing. So we we and, I, and she said she goes. You know what? He doesn't. <laughs> I just love the review. That is amazing. Good for you. Yeah. You know it's who you blow after all. <laughs> so she said we no longer. He no longer. We, his, he's no longer granted that privilege by virtue of having shifted into being somebody other than we thought he was. And what I is, said, that's, hold okay. on. That's a bunch and, of hocus uh, pocus right there. It's okay. No, you so, hold on. Don't tell me so, hold on. So I said, well, we need him to regain that, that, that privilege. How, how, do, how would he do that? Impossible. And I thought, mm, I think that's a mistake to just sign somebody out. There needs to be a way. And in my world, the way would be to through secret societies and getting proper treatment and breaking some of the narcissist defenses down and really coming to terms with what he has been accused of and what it's done to people and being very public about that. No? You know what he said during that show? Yeah. He goes, you know what? What are you going to take away my birthday? I don't give a shit. My life is over. Like, it's over. He, he goes, I lost $35 million. You can't tell somebody you have $35 million. You're a dick. But when you tell somebody you lost $35 million, I'm sorry, but that's fucking hilarious. That's what he said. Were you there? The first, you no, it was just online, the one yeah. everybody was enraged about. And I listened to the entire 48-minute set, and I said on my podcast that I recorded today, if you're a comedian and you tell me that's not funny, you're full of fucking shit. Come on this podcast and explain to me why this isn't funny. I don't believe you. It's hilarious. That hour is hilarious. And, and so, but, but give us your sense of the nature of funny. What is what is what I is couldn't funny? begin to explain the nature of funny. But it, you just know it when you see it, kind of thing. Yeah, like art, like you said, and yeah. it's the best art form of all the art forms because unlike a painting or a sculpture or music, it changes its size, its shape, its colors, its materials every viewing. Well, m- part of for me, comedy is is an explicit truth that's like a record scratch. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and you like, got to go deep well, down into that cave. Where other people aren't correct to see that, willing to go to see it or can't, and they see it, and their your and job is go, to it show just it wasn't to like us. A bunch, I'm not going to say anybody's names in the negative, but it's like people like directors, you know, what I'm talking about go like it was just lazy and it's hack. Like 
No, he said, yeah, he didn't just do black guys have big dicks, Asian guys have little dicks. He said a black guy's dick that he saw was so big, it looked like half of it should be underground. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. I'm sorry. That is fucking brilliant. He goes, if that was mine, I would just go, are you my dick or am I your dick? <laughs> and he said, Asian guys, why do they have little dicks? Because they're all women. All Asian people are women, and some of them have really big clits, and they just push it inside the <laughs> vagina holes of other Asian women. I'm like... That's not exactly the <laughs> the worn path. <laughs> why didn't the Asian community come after him? Because nobody came after him. That audience is in hysterics for 48 straight minutes. Well, they came it holds after 200, him. Not nobody in the audience. Uh. For 240 people, they saw a special incandescent moment of time of great comedy. Everybody that has a problem with it, we're not in that room. That room holds 240 well, that, yeah. people. There are millions, literally millions, well over a million clicks Hundreds of thousands of negative people throwing shit at a guy. He's wounded. Get him. Yeah. Because America loves an apology. Yeah. But we can sniff out a, mm, I'm not so sure, like, if I offended anyone, that's not an apology. Yeah. If I hit you in the face, hey, I'm really sorry I hit you. Hey, if I hit you, when that, if that hurt, I'm sorry. No, you don't hit people. So if I offended anyone isn't really an apology. So don't you think he should apologize? I don't think any comedian should ever apologize. Yeah, I was I angry when Bill Maher apologized for his joke. That was amazing. Not for his jokes, but for maybe well, one he... world at a time here. Yeah, okay. For the jokes, no. Patrice O'Neill said it, rest in peace, big brother, said it perfectly on the monkey bars. Let's say there's six monkey bars. If I reach for a seventh and it's not there and I fall on my face, that's what I do. You cannot criticize me for reaching yeah. in the dark for a sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth monkey bar because if I do find them, you applaud. Yeah. So when I miss them and fall, you can't tell me I'm no good because I'm the only one with the balls up here reaching into the dark for an extra monkey completely bar. completely agree with that. But, well, but start, I, let, I, want to, I want somebody like Louis, I want to understand well, the world Kevin I live Hart, in. Kevin Hart is the subject it's, now. It's, it's another one. That's Why another, can't he And now Alan, who stands up for him, is getting crucified by those people that view things it's online. It's transference. Everybody's so, you can't do anything about a Supreme Court nominee. You can't do anything about a president of the fucking United States who said, grab him by the pussy. <laughs> like, that's what he said. We heard it with so our now ears. we'll crucify Louis and Kevin, Bill uh, Maher. There's one emotion you can't introduce to an athlete or an artist, and that's doubt. You may not let me feel doubt. I have broken up with girlfriends because they put doubt in my head. Like, abstinence works for me. I can't. Kobe Bryant can't feel doubt. When he's jacking air ball after air ball when he first came into the league. Your right. greatest football players can't go to that hole and go, eh. I don't know a wrestler can't feel doubt. You just got to go. And artists can't feel doubt. And these are beautiful, brilliant artists. They're artists, these comedians. So so Kevin Hart. So Kevin Hart. This isn't some uh, hack oh, yeah. that just goes up and go yeah. like Jackie the Joke Why Man. Why like, Kevin Hart? Hey, let, I'll be behind the couch. Whoa, come on. Let's dissect. Like, these are brilliant right, people. Don't follow your feelings if let's, doubt. Let's dissect. That's the, correct. Let's dissect the Kevin thing. When Kevin... Kevin grew up in the hood of Philadelphia, yeah. right? Where culturally there is a lot of animus towards gay people, yeah. right? He uh, he said some jokes. I think probably post his enlightenment of how the world was and who he was, but he was still he was reaching back into his culture for a joke, right? If his kid was said he was gay, he'd slap him or something. That was the joke, right? It was from five or six to seven years See, ago. Like, I in, I haven't heard this. Instinctively, my visceral reaction was, mm. "It's yeah. a bad joke." Was no, but 
he's got to be able to do it. He's yeah, he's got it. to be right. able to do it. I go the opposite way. I say on stage, I wish my son was gay. If my son told me he was gay, I'd be so happy that I was his father and not some asshole in Orange County that would try to slap it out of him. But there'd be one rule in my house. <laughs> and the audience thinks I'm going to say the negative thing. I go, you're going to be really gay. <laughs> I want you roller skating to school in a gay flag, listening to Rufus Wainwright covered in glitter. Oh, I want okay. other gay kids to come off the plane and go, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be? The we'll Messiah. be safe because there's the gayest kid that ever lived. And when he gets his diploma, I'll go, that's my son. We call that patriotic. And the gay. crowd starts to clap a little. And I gay look patriots. at the guy next to me and I go, he's much gayer than yours. <laughs> the guy's like, my son's not gay. I go, but, sure. But here's, the pro- here's what I want to get at, though. So, so Kevin Hart, apologize, apologize, apologize. He apologized five years ago. But then he started apologizing again. Calm down. You're in a around, around with Ellen, <laughs> with Ellen encouraging him. He apologized again. And then uh, Don Lemon gets on and goes, these apologies don't affect the misery and the bullying of gay people. It's like, Neither what, does what the do joke. You, do you want a good, do you want Kevin Hart to go back in a time machine and, the and joke fight the guy that, that hit you in high school? I mean, what, do, what, yeah, do, the joke what is he supposed to do? The gay people's lives But either. what is he supposed to do is my no, question. The same thing it. of Louis. What are they supposed at, to do? Look at Ray Lewis. He slapped, he punched his fiance in the face. The most abhorrent thing we've ever fucking seen. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Outside, if you, outside of seeing a kid raped, Seeing a guy punch a woman, an NFL athlete punching a woman straight down the right. barrel. Yeah. He gave all of his money to women's charities. They're now married happily, not a peep out of Ray Rice land. And he said, if I get another chance in the NFL, I will give all of my paychecks to women's charities. There's a videotape. No team wants it. Colin Kaepernick. No team wants the hassle. It's all reactionary. We're all mm-hmm. – that's the fucking bullshit from that book, The Coddling of the American Mind from Columbia University. That's good versus evil. Ray Rice is evil. Ray Rice is not evil. I know Ray Rice. Ray Rice is a good guy who had a terrible fucking day and a terrible bunch of months. And people go, well, as an NFL running back, he was kind of falling off. If you punch your wife in the face, your work isn't going to be that good that year. I'm right. sorry. There's going to be a dip in productivity if that's how fucked up your head is. Ray Lewis to this well, day, people saw, go, he's a murderer. When, no, he's not. No, when he's I, not. He's a beautiful person, Ray. When I saw it, I knew he, he witnessed that as a child. Sure. That's what he grew up in, childhood trauma. He's that- drunk in a casino and she wouldn't give him his fucking chips. <laughs> let's, not, let's not, you know, but there, let's there's, call a spade a spade here. Yeah, but there, there are, but there are behavioral, expression, America. There are behavioral <laughs> models, though, that, that people respond to if they see some of their childhood stuff. So. But. There's got to be some forgiveness in this country. Well, that's or what I don't lost. understand. I, I'm the looking... thing to Drew's point. If you went to jail for murder and you pled guilty to that murder, you murdered somebody, no doubt about it. You do 16 years in jail. You get out of jail rehabilitated. People have you want to. People will hire you. You're supposed to. It's supposed to be a penitence. You've so done it's your worse than if you actually were guilty of murder. When Louis, I just said this. Now that you, you get your day in court as a murder suspect. That's correct. Louis C.K. goes to do the comedy cellar. They protest on McDougal Street outside the Comedy Cellar. You know what you make to do a set at the Comedy Cellar? Forty, twenty bucks. bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and you get food at the you get food upstairs. <laughs> yeah, <it was> good <laughs> food. Though. I protest. I couldn't get to my goddamn food. I'd be out there swinging on protesters. Don't fuck up my shawarma, man. <laughs> yeah, but you have to sit with all those other comedians at that table. Yeah, <laughs> I, want, I, I want Keith Robinson to kick the shit out of me, Colin. All right, look at all the post-its oh, outside. God, so what like Colin that offends me. The fact that people are protesting Louis C.K. going to make twenty dollars, <laughs> and people in the audience—maybe there's forty people at that time at one o'clock in the morning—that are left in the room. You offend me, protester, more profoundly than you're faking that you're fucking offended that he did some fucking joke or he jerked off in front of other comedians. Right. So, so there's sort of a, 
I, I still don't Where think, does it all end is the well, question. Well, it only ends if you have... Um, Monsters of Rock, Iron Maiden <laughs> versus Tenacious D, and All Bets Are Off. Those are my final two, by the way, of, of all bands really? ever. Really? Oh, yeah. Tenacious D. God. Maiden versus Tenacious D, and fucking let's just let it go 15 rounds like the old days. <laughs> you can't fuck with the D. But who's the singer of Iron Maiden? Bruce Dickinson. Oh, oh yeah, maybe he's, not in, no, maybe he's not in it. No, my version he's in it. Does Drew know that? But Bruce Harris writes the song People still. who love Iron Maiden only love Bruce Dickinson, Iron Maiden. It, it went on without him. Now it's not like back. Journey where you get like a Filipino guy to make <laughs> pretend he's Steve Perry. Right? <laughs> right. Steve Perry is not the original singer of Journey, by the way. But he is. Greg Raleigh is. All right, well, Ron Wood's not the original or the second original guitarist for the Stones either. Van Halen. But which, oh. Which Van Halen singer. Uh, Black Widow. Sam, Sam, Sam Hagar. So yes. I, again, I would like to. I, I love Sammy. I would Good like to understand better how people can. I don't have, know him as a person. Can have be resurrected if there's if they're ways back if they're. I think artists. It's not gonna... up to the person. I, I think it's with happiness. It's an inside job. Louis has to find something within himself where the protesters don't. And it's easier said than done, man. Well, you 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 were one of the first people I heard. Went back in the early days of Twitter, where you were on Loveline years ago, and you went, you went, you would get off the set and you'd check Twitter, and the, yeah, it was a and, bad thing. Yeah, and your and your initial contact, I'll never forget this. You went, these people should not be able to have access to me. That's what you said. They should. I'm be the one be, that I'm the, I held the door. You for allowed them. it, I know, but the, yeah. the fact is, they they have an access that's uncanny and right. not really supposed to be a part the only of the free performing. speech is the people that leave comments under YouTube videos yeah. or articles. You can say the N-word. You can drop anti-Semitic stuff. Hmm. You can be that. misogynist. And you're just some guy like Milkman420, <laughs> Camaroland82 dot dot but, underscore But it, it, it caused you to stress. I remember that. this like 15 yeah, years I did. ago. I was doing World of Warcraft, a BlizzCon convention. I walk off stage, 6,000 people. And I go to my hotel room and I check Twitter to see how I did. Oh, I was just God. there. <laughs> oh dear! And that's like Yogi Berra said: if people don't want to come, we can't stop them. So like, I stopped <laughs> checking tick accounts. I just did the Canyon Club. I knew it was going to be full. I saw a fucking buddy guy there. You could, the Canyon Club's where you see like two thirds of foreigner, like the three <laughs> the three tops. You go see the spinners. Two of them are white. Where is that? <laughs> the English beats coming up. Ago- yeah, they're always there. Where's Ag- the Canyon Club? Agora Hills. Club. It's great. It's really great. Canyon Road. It's a great sh- club. I just did it, and it's like you unfortunately, know, it's, it's right right across it, right down the street from where that violent shoot up was. Yeah, the I border, played there too. Borderline. That was yeah. a great place. Yeah. You've I'm been sure. there? I played there. Really? Yeah. Do you do Texas call-out dance lines, too? Well, no, no, no. They, comedy. No, there's comedy there. There's comedy there was? Stand, yeah, stand-up. Yeah, it was oh, great. I, it was I mean, it was, they, they did it right. Like, it was great. Really? So the, where where is the redemption? What was it? Yeah, where's, how does, how where do people does get redemption? Go? Where does it go? Where does it go? I, I don't think know. Because there you, has to be, you have to be a nerd to criticism. And what surprised you me. You just keep going? Yeah. What That's life. is repetition. Buzz Williams, basketball coach at Vautech, used to be at Marquette. He asked me once via text, if you, he said, take a while to answer. He said, if you had to do your entire career, the reason for your success in one word only, what would that word be? Don't answer for at least a week. And finally, it was like two weeks I wrote repetition. Yeah, persistence. Repetition. Yeah. Sobriety. Yeah. Repetition. Keep yeah. coming back. It works if you work it. Yeah. Right. Love. Repetition. You got to empty the tank. Athletics. Repetition. Keep shooting. Keep shooting. Keep shooting. Keep shooting. So, yeah, it's like when I wrote gasping for airtime i'm reading bad reviews about my book about what happened to me 
with my depression, my alcoholism on Saturday Night Live. My book about this is what happens Monday. This is what happens Tuesday. Not Tom Shales getting people's stories and becoming an author. Yeah. Like this is my experience. This yeah. is the beauty of Chris Farley, the mag the majestic, the most fucking most brilliant, beautiful man I've ever known. And there's negative reviews. I'm like, you're re- you're criticizing what happened to me. I'm just a reporter. <laughs> That's why I only write autobiographies. You know, my second book, No Wonder My Parents Drank. There's bad reviews. And it's like, that was the that was when I started turning the corner of, I used to be disgusted. Now I try to stay amused. Speaking Elvis of another Costello. Elvis. I'm like, wow, this is kind of fascinating. My stand-up's impeccable. You can't fucking say anything about my stand-up. I'm the greatest living stand-up comedian. Period. Don't be the best at what you do, being the only one that does what you do. Right. Nobody's doing what I do on stage. Nobody goes deeper down into that well than I do. Nobody makes an audience like realize you know Melora Walters Mm -mm. she was Don Cheadle's wife in Boogie Nights and she's just brilliant a beautiful actress and a beautiful artist she came to my show at the improv she goes this isn't me like glossing myself but she goes it was kind of weird because I felt like I was going to cry and if I was going to cry I wasn't going to be able to stop and I'd be really embarrassed and I'm going this is so sad this is so sad and then I started laughing and then I couldn't stop laughing and when you said goodnight it's like somebody hit the brakes on like a boat and you blew the police chief yeah, Eddie Collins. Oh, yeah. To Drew's point, the moment Louis apologized, that's between him and the women that said he did what he did. No, I agree with that. There's no public apology. Nobody in fucking Glendale needs an apology because I sat across from comedians and jerked off and said, you want to come back to my room and watch me jerk off? Uh, sure. We're new to show business. We feel really uncomfortable, but I get, you know, he what, Louis's not a predator. Louis didn't sexually assault anybody, rape anybody. It's a fucking assault to your eyes to watch a fat, freckled redhead jerk off and wheeze and get all sweaty. <laughs> but there's the fucking door. <laughs> People forget he's Mexican. You can just, I know, yeah. you can just get up and walk out. Right. And right. I'm, I'm always with the victim. Always. That yeah. needs, if you're going to isolate anything, yeah. isolate this to you, cocks. Don't fucking take it out of context. When I used to do my radio show and people go, what if he didn't do it? I'm like, what if he did? Yeah. Like, are you out of your minds? So you just have to reach a point of not giving a fuck. And I tell the audience, I go, let me tell you something. I've been divorced twice, sober twice, give the IRS $700,000 twice. I'm all out of fucks. <laughs> I'm empty. Fuck. I'm fucking an empty vessel. No giving a fuck. No That's it. Fuck. You can't. Well, let's talk about Chris, though. We've got to take a break. Okay. Right Rob, back. get your head in the game. God, I didn't look at <laughs> Well, CBDs are everywhere, right? Everyone's talking about them, and it's a topic that I get asked about all the time. Bottom line on CBD, although there are way more claims made about them, the clinical evidence right now, it's not all that clear, but many people are using it and reporting great results, and they are very encouraging. So I want to first define exactly what I'm talking about here. CBD is cannabidiol, an extract from hemp. While you might associate with marijuana, CBD does not cause reinforcement. It is not the reinforcing component of hemp, but it is what's responsible for the calming or some of the relaxing effects that many people experience, not the high. Now about the products. There are a ton of them on the market today. For getting the vast array of the reported health benefits, it's important to be aware of what you're buying. I was recently introduced to a company called Select CBD, an Oregon-based company that focuses on high-quality ingredients and manufacturing standards, not the hype. Their CBD-based products are available in a wide range of formulations and flavors, each of which is described to you so you can make an informed decision without all those promises that are probably too good to be true. Like I said, the reported benefits of CBD by individuals using this are very compelling. I'm excited to see how things develop as the science catches up with this booming industry. 
As usual, the public is ahead of the science. I can't make explicit claims yet, but boy, the reports are pretty encouraging. So if you're ready to try CBD, I encourage you to check out Select CBD. To learn more, go to drdrew.com slash select. That's on my site, drdrew.com slash S-E-L-E-C-T. And for a limited time, you can save 25% at checkout with the code drdrew, D-R-D-R-E-W. Again, drdrew.com slash select, and then the code D-R-D-R-E-W. If you or someone you know is dealing with addiction, someone you love, finding treatment is difficult. It's very frustrating. It is a minefield out there. And the truth is, every patient's needs are different and evolving. People behind True Recovery in Orange County, California, realize that effective care is not one size fits all. That's why they have developed a comprehensive range of treatments that can address all facets of this disease. True Recovery's master level clinicians maintain small caseloads. They personally manage your case, allowing them to personalize the care. They offer individualized treatment plans from residential to outpatient and always with an eye on a holistic approach and a focus on accountability. And as patients become ready, this is a key part of what True Recovery offers. They offer assistance with life and coping skills, school and vocational coordination, as well as community reintegration support and aftercare. I've spoken with the medical director at True Recovery, and I was impressed with the range of therapeutic modalities and psychiatric services. Their experienced team is well-equipped to manage patients at all levels of care. To request information, a True Recovery can provide you the personalized care you need. Go to drdrew.com slash true. Again, that is drdrew.com slash T-R-U-E. And we're back. You want to talk about Chris? Chris, um, in, in I, I, you know my story. I tried to get sober for eight years, nine years. I was always at me at the super secret society meetings and Chris was trying to with the Freemasons, right? Chris was trying. And so there was this couple of years where we were overlapping, trying, we were always the new guys or just had 13 days. Yeah. And he had a blue outfit. He had a blue outfit that was like, kind of like Elvis, like a jumpsuit that he would wear. (laughs) It was the boldest fucking thing you ever saw. This is in 1994 grunge rock and roll Hollywood. <laughs> and this guy wears like an Elvis outfit. Well, you came in with beer. <laughs> yeah, I drank beer. He comes in with a blue outfit. He might have been there that time that I drank the beer. That's a power yeah, move. Two but, of them. But I like was that. He just, but rather than what I always felt like, I didn't know him that well I could talk in that context. It just seemed like he can't grunge or junkie us. So he's going to go in this total opposite direction with this weird polyester jumpsuit. That's beautiful. <laughs> but when Outer I, blue. When I was on SNL and I put this in the book, I, what really struck me about Chris was how fucking handsome he was. Like when he slicked his yeah. hair back and yeah, put yeah. on a suit jacket and his boots and jeans. And he wasn't sweaty from he coke. He looked like Nicholson. <laughs> like he kind of looked like Nicholson. Like he yeah. had those tinted sunglasses you wear inside because they tint when you go inside indoors. You know, his glasses <laughs> yeah. would be. Yeah. yeah. And he was like. He, he looked. He was a he movie seventies. He, he looked, looked like 70s. a fucking movie star. Seventies. So yeah, that makes sense to me. But you bringing a beer to a meeting. You know what I love about that? You meant it. I meant well. Like, this is the. I drank this a is the level pack. of my defiance. I drank a six pack. Well, I was good it. at fuck you. He's very good at it. Nobody. <laughs> not good at returning text or yeah, calls. Now either. here's the interesting thing. That was probably in ninety three, ninety four, 
And Jesus. nobody did a thing. Nobody came up to me, asked me to leave. It was in a big third and gardener, 200 people meeting. I was just That's probably drinking why. them. And so big. I was throwing the empty cans into the trash can oh. about eight feet away. <laughs> nobody said anything. Speaker was this guy, Big Gray. I, I, you know, I made amends to him. He was the greatest guy. I, I was three rows back. He didn't, he didn't address you were it. You the front row? row. <laughs> oh, my God. Third front. Right in front. Were you high also? I, no, I had no, a... No, he wasn't. I had no, a, but I mean also <laughs> on something else. I of course, tell, it's a, Oh, yeah. yeah heroin okay, and coke. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, a few. We don't dabble, Drew. But, they dabble in it, yeah. <laughs> but, but it was a 12-step call. I was trying to hawk this watch that a friend of mine had given me, and my friends knew it. I didn't have an ID, so I went to a friend's house, asked him if he would go to Elliot Salter Pawn Shop with me and pawn the watch with me. And he like goes, me dude, somebody just, <laughs> so-and-so just bought you that watch. And I go, I know, I'm just pawning it. I'm not selling oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. But I didn't have ID. So they said, I'll, I'll, I'll help, I'll, I'll give you a hundred bucks for the watch if you go to a meeting with me. So that was the meeting. And then I said, oh, okay, but I need to get a six pack of beer. And I just didn't think they would. Did anything in the meeting with the six pack? Like, do you think anything like sunk in? Yes. Now watch what happens at the end. Nobody kicks me out. I'm thinking they're going to kick me out or something. Yeah. That's what I wanted. I I didn't want to be there. I see you brother. So, (laughs) so at the end, as we're stepping outside in this courtyard, everyone in that meeting said, keep coming back, Bob. (laughs) Come on, Bob. We got you. I must have heard it like 70 times. Keep coming back. He was the People hug me. He was the Philly fanatic. Was the fucking the pathetic mask. He, he was the San Diego chicken. You don't think that pissed him off more than anything oh else in his God. life? Oh, my God. They were they kind to me. me. They were kind and funny. Don't they Fuck know how them. rotten I am? <laughs> yeah, because we were rotten, too. Yeah. That's amazing. So I'm going to roll back to the conversation we were having about Columbia in a second. So I my theory is that all the administrators and all the college campuses all over the country were the kids that were the 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 uh, anti-war protesters in the 60s. And now they've grown up, and now they are the administrators of colleges. And the big thing about Napolitano, the... you think, is? The woman at Pizza resigned because she used the wrong term because, for, because for somebody from Central America. Because... You can't say Mexican. Beaner? You can't... <laughs> You're a comedian. Because you can say Central that American? stuff. Oh. Point is, they're afraid to be adults because in the '60s it was like, "Don't trust adults. Nobody over thirty. Gen- no one over thirty knows anything. Kids are the repository of wisdom." And so they put hmm. all their faith into young people. I had these kids that are, you know, with the new LGBTQ OBGYN, where you have to say yeah, the, the gynecologist children. So <laughs> I was a part of ACT UP in the '80s, and and you got. 20-year-old kids who don't even know what ACT UP is saying I'm homophobic yeah. because I make fun of the LBGTQ. I make fun of everybody because I love everybody and I loathe everybody and I'm a human being. And it's like like I said earlier, that's my tribe. Like I'm anti-gay. It's my, I'm in fucking show, but like you're in show, yeah. but it's like that's the tribe. Mm-hmm. I can't like file people away by groups. Like that's the, the, the miscast. That's finally but, who but took it, me it in. It feels like people are getting off on being angry and outraged, though. Yes. It's the, it's the ultimate currency. The more angry, the more outraged, the more you can sustain it, the more status you get. But does, like Jay said, is it because they are so upset by Trump or by Kavanaugh I think it's that they're taking it out on Louis I think Kevin Hart is the inciting flame and it's, it's catching everything on fire. But this stuff was already in them. He didn't create it. This is stuff now pouring out of people because of their frustrated. Who with him. were they mad at when Obama was president? Obama. 
He's black and all. He's blackness. No, if you Chicago. remember, if you remember, no, what I, were the liberals I, mad about they, during Obama? Here's what, what were I, they mad here's about? Here's what I remember from I that know. era. I, and I, and again, I, I'm a fan of Obama, but here's what I remember thinking. I remember thinking these people are hubristic. They're telling everybody how to live and think, and somebody's going to react to that. You can't have hubris. Who's hubristic? Hubristic. Hillary was very hubristic. She, she uh, we got to believe any woman that is a, a, a you know made any claim, you believe her. It's like, how about the women that uh, talked about your husband? How about them? Oh, uh, uh, but yeah. I'm the good guy. Don't, talk, don't look at me. I'm the good guy. It's like, that's hubris. That defines hubris. Don't look at me. But, uh, I'm looking at you. That's more recent. And, I'm talking but, about but the that's, years. That plays to the narcissist. Correct. If I light a fire over here, Co- you don't really look correct. here. But and that's, that's how like it day all, three that, of rehab. That guy's an asshole. That, I'm not talking to that motherfucker. Because yep. as long as I keep this out here, yep. the perimeter fire and the skirmish line going, you never say, how are you? And doing? that's what's going on. So that you? was that side. And then the the right was had all this anger and rage and all this bullshit that Trump you know, let out. Viagra's so it's two things. What's the rage? What? Why are they angry? Viagra's insured. Uh, no, <laughs> they, they, I think people were, I think they And they can deliver anonymously to your house now. I saw a commercial. Oh, it's I'll why I'm in out. the middle. It's why I'm in the middle. I think both sides have got to no, take a good No, but who are they themselves. mad at? So they're taking it all out. This whole movement came as a result of Trump. I've heard this theory a hundred times. Uh, who that gurgling liberal uh, fascism who was it aimed at fascism. in 2009 2010 I'm 2011 glad you said that because it is liberals that are sh- it's throwing liberal shit at fascism. Louis and Kevin mm-hmm. it is totally yeah. like a liberal leaning yeah. crowd right they're the ones that are going to tell you how to live how to think cuckold hollywood faggot that's what i get all the time who like, are they mad at i'll tell the governors of new jersey what i voted the, <laughs> tell chris christie he needs my vote back <laughs> I love that they're guy. they're mad at anyone who doesn't live do what they tell them no they're who mad are be- the targets of the obama era i feel like if trump triggered it and kavanaugh solidified it what is it that, wh- what where was that at? anger going for those eight years when they had the president they it was, wanted? It was, it was it was going into opiates and things like that and festering. And, and there are the- anthropologists and sociologists that say, had he not been elected, they have grave concerns about what these people would have done. That it would have been some sort of really serious, like like I don't know what they would have, how they would have acted. I think out. they're mad at themselves, a life for settling. You settling, know, like you can't I really get mad at myself for settling. You should. Yeah, you were I, born I, magnificent. I don't think. I don't think we could really tell you what it really is because we're we're going through a shift. It might I'll be take a shot at it, I, I, or I think it's the fact that people settle, and people. This is my universal thing about value, and that is, how tall are you, Drew? Six feet. All right, you're six feet tall. That's that's the vessel of value. So when you have cognitive thought four, maybe five, three, four years old, in your own home, the way the grown-ups talk to each other, the way they talk to you, maybe they have cigarette smoke in their eye, mm-hmm. or maybe they're hungover, they're yelling, everything's too close, too loud, mm-hmm. too confusing, then where did everybody go? You feel five foot ten of value at that age. Then there's trauma, which can mean a neighbor hangs himself next door, it could be molestation, it could be anything, the death of somebody in the family. Then you feel five foot nine of value. Then you have a girlfriend in high school, you date her, you have sex for the first time, it's great. She goes He's got a little dick and he's fucking dumped me. Blah, blah. Everybody's laughing at you. Five foot eight of value. Then you meet a girl who comes in at five foot seven of value and you go, hey, that's almost full. No, we started here and we're accepting subconsciously uh, almost a half foot less of our vessel's ability to accept our value. And what I try to do is get people to see, like, Drew, you're 70 fucking feet of value. You're like one of the most valuable people in my life, for real. You know that. I've told you that before. Bob, just keep working on it. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that 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 subconscious concession 
that living someplace to like whatever the marrying the lady that gives you a fucking ear beat and you can't even believe it and just letting your kids get obese and just letting a boss kick the shit out of you and never pursuing your passion look nobody's born common man and when you accept common you want to rail against something and then a artist and i was gonna say artistic at the same time an artist pops up an artist pops up and you go yeah fuck that guy didn't really mean it. It's the same guy they loved three years ago. Somebody else talked. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, no, I get no, no, you sounded that. like you knew what you were talking about. Well, I am a life coach. <laughs> not certified <laughs> by anybody, but I can help you. There is, yeah, the, the emptiness at the heart of the American dream is another way of putting it. The American dream Thank is you. we live in this house and thoughts. love each other and fight and get along and know our neighbors and play football in the street. That's the American dream, not the fucking house and the purses and the cars. Right, I grew up in the American dream. It was about me and my sisters and my uncles and aunts and people and playing sports and having fun. You omitted your parents. It's about huh? people. You omitted your parents. Well, I mean, they were a bit of pain their the focus of the American dream was on their children, on their families, yeah, on their neighborhood. You your own mom and dad. That's interesting. Well, well they were my grandparents. You don't understand. <laughs> he, he had a sister mom. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? I'm like the the American dream got broken and people believe now that it's about the house in Rancho Cucamonga that has 3,300 yeah, yeah. square feet and it's about the car Your that American you dream is ran- the Inland Empire? They yeah. just fucking eat a bullet tonight. <laughs> Go. I hope the waiting list for your firearm cleared and you can just swallow a 38 fucking slug. <laughs> There's big you know mansions what look good on, out there. You, know what look good on this you wall? haven't been out there. You know what would look good on this wall? Me. <laughs> Holy your shit. Brains, your brains? Ontario, Inland Empire, Lancaster. <laughs> These guys are, these guys are dark. He's attacking my town. <laughs> well, look. Upland? Per- what about Upland? You got no, something bad to say about I Upland? I respect for Upland. I got hardcore dudes in Upland. I got love for a bunch of real you dogs, man. <laughs> There's hockey in Upland. But we, we have... For- <laughs> Isolate that. We've forsaken people for things, bottom line, right? I think We're that, not given a priority. I think that it's a misunderstanding multi generationally as to what the American dream was. It really wasn't the house and the barbecue and the two cars in the garage. Maybe it was it is, about, though, but now you're dictating. But, but it was about the, the, the family living there. Right, but now right. you're telling me what my American dream is. Yeah. You want two cars? I get you a house in Rancho Cucamonga. I'll take it. <laughs> See, I think there's more. Bitch, there's man. more hidden from us than we realize in terms of life the, is a Springsteen. The impact of World War II and even the Civil War, I think, still has impact. Look, I'm all. If you, let me come back. We'll just do evolutionary psychology because that's my jam. I love it. I love it too. so much. Me too. But like, life is Go a ahead. Springsteen Start with it. Come song. On. It's like there's something better just out of reach. Yeah, always. No matter where you go, there's another wrong. Did you see his play? Well, his show on his Broadway. Show, yeah. I didn't like the monologue. Yeah. You know, when I was a little kid, we don't care. That's why I don't get to hear Candy's Room. Because of a story about you getting your fucking hair cut. Well, the thing that he does say that I like is, I wrote, shut up. But he wrote these songs about shit he knows nothing about. That's how great a songwriter he is. He's one of the absolute greatest. Darkness on the Edge of Town is one of the greatest songs written in my Candy's Room, baby. That's what's up. I always say Springsteen is what everybody tries to tell me Dylan is. Right mm. for for the- at some point you got to fucking deliver live. You yeah, know, that's why you know oh, Dylan be, can't deliver. As Karis once said, <laughs> being dope live is like being insured for life because they'll always come back more than twice. Yeah, be careful like, around Bob talking about Dylan. Be careful. I well, love he, Bob Dylan. Dylan. he agrees with me. I, I, live, he's Truth talking about true. live. Yeah, yeah. But Springsteen, I've always known that that he really didn't experience those things. Yeah, like there's no Hazy Jane. There's no. 
Well, Nick Drake. He's not a car guy. Why, why are you asking about the Broadway show then? Because he talks about it. He says it finally. He made, he went along with John Landau's whole story that that's really who he is I and see. he comes from America. He's a rock star, always well, has been. He lived off girlfriends in, 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 well, in Asbury like, Park. He like never had a job. Do he never had a job in his life. No, I, I knew he was a musician like a me. Time. I knew he was a musician yeah. like me. Not like how, like, Steve Earle or something from Nashville or something. <laughs> but, but don't you know? <laughs> like the Steve Earle. Basis Steve Earle has had real jobs. R- you right. know what I mean? He yes. worked in that gas station. And, and Bruce Springsteen only wrote about the guy who worked in the gas station. Don't you think it's weird that we have gl- like glamorized and glorified songwriters and musicians so crazily in the last 40 years? It's the like new, new novelist. Because they make it's us feel. I understand it's part of the ambient. Comedy. I think stand-up, stand-up is comedy the new version. Is the only job... Where you go and buy a ticket to feel joy. Think about that. You have a ticket to experience joy with strangers who are also at a table next to you experiencing joy. Outside of a fucking Morrissey concert, there's no sad ticket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my first night sitting on Drew's couch. <laughs> Being, uh, what's the character? Oh, the character you reference? Being a, a big and small character in a big chair? So oh, Edith Ann? Edith Ann. Edith I'm Ann. in the corner of the couch. <laughs> I feel small. They don't listen to what I say. Is, Edith, is that the Gilda Radner character? Uh, Lily Tomlin. Tomlin. Lily Tomlin. She dressed like a little Tomlin. kid and sat in a giant ass Yeah, a big rocking chair. chair. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But Radner had a character like that, too. So, uh, yeah. Lubner? Lisa yeah. Lubner? Or two beauties, man. Yeah. That's eternal life right there. Comedy is eternal Springsteen's life. got gay love songs. I know. Backstreet's is a fucking gay... Love yep. song. Terry's yep. a dude. I didn't want to bring that up, but I mean, it's like is he gay? It's, yeah, it's rumored that he's actually gay. Yeah, Does he have a wife? He's gay. I just think he's a genius. <laughs> fucking Does he have a wife? Yeah, yeah a lots of gay men have wives. No, so. I understand. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out. What he's up to? What he's... Uh, you know, it was the seventies. Everybody I've does never whatever heard they a whisper of Springsteen being gay, and I've been in bathhouses. <laughs> well, why the? Never hear a whisper. Bono asked Bruce once, "Why don't you write songs about yourself?" And he goes. I do gigs, I go home, what would I write about? Wow. It's like, he's aware. That's all he does. He just, he's a reporter. And thank God he's a reporter. Like, let's meet tonight beneath that giant Exxon sign that brings this fair city light. Like, he knows that. That's just Parsippany, New Jersey, you know? I guess they're poets now. I, to me, the greatest poet of the last uh, 40 years. And Bob Dylan. Is Bob Dylan, according to the Nobel laureates? I'll, I'll tell you what, what do they know? <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. It's Richard Pryor. Uh, I, I disagree. That, I think Carlin by far. He didn't have the poetry. But Pryor has six albums where there's not one laugh. He's just whacked on heroin and the, so the crowd's on P-Funk with him. Nothing. I'm not saying he was always great. I'm but just like saying, Carlin, there's not one miss in the catalog from start to finish. Every single album. I don't think he intended those original albums to come out, Richard Pryor. They came out after he was famous. He recorded it to be. Reco- I mean, yeah, back he, then to record and he something. He determined was like it was real, surreal, and didn't put it on vinyl or didn't put it out. They were released. Then, I, were they? Uh, like, if you listen to the Wino versus Dracula, I've got, I've got them all. Well, no, that nigga's There's crazy. a thing called eBay. There's, have you heard of it? Bad Jay? bits in the, It's like a, the Who don't have there's, a perfect album. There's terrible Who songs that fuck up. Two, but but back to Carlin albums. though. Carlin, I'm not sure <laughs> that was poetry though. Right? That was that was almost like um, fuck Tucker. Tucker sucks. That's poetry. That's the most concision economy of words. Three words in a four-word sentence. Yeah. Fuck Tucker. Tucker sucks. There's a meter. Yeah, yeah. Like poetry. 
I'm getting really sick of guys named Todd and Kyle and Tyler. <laughs> Hi, Todd. I'm Tucker. Fuck Tucker. He's talking about Todd. And at the end, he says, fuck Tucker. Tucker sucks. Tucker doesn't exist. You have to create Tucker in this amount of time. Go. Stop. In that amount. Fuck Tucker. Tucker sucks. You have to create your own Tucker and agree with him to the point of applause and yelling. He's a fucking wizard. And fuck Todd and guys that look like Todd. Right. You have to create Todd. Like, hey, family newsletters, like, Dennis just got into dental school. Yeah, in the Philippines. On <laughs> his third try. Luann turned 12. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Show me a picture of Luann's tits. <laughs> like, you forget that he's talking about a fucking 12-year-old. It's like, he's the greatest. Like, I'll, I could teach college classes on spatial relations. Eng- I should have led with English. English, like, science, just using Carlin... Albums. The, the earth is fine. The people are fucked. When he goes through like the reversal of the magnetic poles and this, and you think it's all going to shut down because of plastic bags? <laughs> the arrogance. Yeah. Over 90% way over of all species on earth See, are I, extinct. <laughs> Gone. We didn't kill them all. Yeah. Can we let them go gracefully? <laughs> he goes, what if the only reason the earth is here is because it couldn't make plastic? Why are we here? plastic and once the earth realizes that we've done that for it it'll shake us off like a case of fleas so <laughs> surface nuisance so you don't think that's philosopher more than poet yeah i think con- it's both no in I the mean, end in the end he's really making almost angry comments about the uh, the america that we're talking about that he saw becoming not in my backyard like all people care about are fucking clean bike paths <laughs> You know, like, don't build a prison in my backyard. That's probably the safest neighborhood in the world. Like, nobody gets out of prison and goes, I'm just going to hang out outside. <laughs> I'm going to hang out outside the moat. Those are my words. No, but he talks about stuff and then getting yeah. a place for your stuff. You that's, got a storage place that's for poetry. your stuff. That's, that, poetry. that's beautiful. You go to Hawaii, you have to take a smaller version of your stuff. You get to the hotel, you put all your stuff away. And your friend goes, hey, we're going to go to the other island, Kauai. Oh, shit. And take some of my little stuff. less stuff. <laughs> then you go, hey, we're going to go to the other end of the island tonight. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, Just the things that are absolutely necessary. <laughs> Nail file, condom, <laughs> yeah. Pepto-Bismol, uh, floss that tastes like mint, and a book of cars that's... I don't know what the fuck he says, but it's brilliant. But uh, So... In the modern context, I don't know that Richard Pryor, Lenny Bruce, obviously, George Carlin, Cheech and Chong, none of these people, Charles Bukowski, the Rolling Stones, none of this could happen anymore it will in this always, modern context. It has to happen. But it can't. And it does. It, we're talking about, Louis, is happening in a, pri- a show for 240 people, well, none of which complained. But it's, it's the Jordan Petersons and the Sam Harrises and people like that that are sort of are being called now the intellectual dark web, where they're speaking their minds. But it's all happening on the DL. No? Well, yeah. I mean, but you, who's the fucking really batshit guy? Um he, he interviewed The right-wing him. guy that he like interviewed screams. And then Neo, he's talking about the long uh, Greek no, 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 name. Not, no, not that guy. Not that guy? He's like an American guy. You said the craziest guy. That's yeah, the craziest yeah. guy. Uh, Alex Jones. Oh, yeah. That's oh, that's just, Eventually, it's chatter, and you tune out the chatter. Yeah. And it's just cyclical, I believe. Like, you know, I said it today. Like, I'm sorry to keep referencing my own podcast. That's but okay. We'll listen. It's 
It's thank you, love. Susan Pinsky, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's like the Rolling Stones, Stray Cat Blues. You look some lonesome. You're so far from home. Like, I could tell that you're just 15 years old. And the live version, I get uh, love you a lot. Uh, get your eyes out. He says 13 years old. Yeah. That's that's having sex with. I bet your mother don't know you oh. scratch like that. Like you couldn't do any of these songs. The I shot the sheriff. The I didn't 70s. shoot the deputy. The 70s were all about horrible behavior. The songs right. were all about. But that's what we love. Behavior. It's like you know that's yeah, it's cyclical. It will that. happen. Because well, there's I think a pushback to the pushback. Yeah, your point that people will just roll on and stop listening to it, I think that's a possibility. I think it's an Im- – oh, the, to the critics. Yeah. Yes. That the, that the- I'll say this to your listeners. Be very careful what you're outraged over because I want you to envision an entertainment life of safe. Going out to see music that's safe. Going to see stand-up comedy with a comic that doesn't take any chances. Can't offend anyone. Doesn't but, share but anything. Problem is, down. The problem is Plays. the people that hire people. Go to watch create, D-Hall. I'm just saying to create entertainment, yeah. the people that hire are so fearful of the mob that when the mob gets going, you lose your job. Right. And, and so that's the problem. I, think, I agree. I think the employers need to say, we'll look into it. First thing we're going to do is not fire that person. Right. You've got to stop grabbing. We're going to boycott your sponsors. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. First thing, no firing. Right. Secondly, we're going to look into it ourselves, and if there's a problem, we will. We you will know what's the funniest thing when they boycott? This is the last thing I'll bring up. When they boycott the sponsors, they did that with something a couple of years ago, and I looked it up. And I, I'm a regular viewer of Fox News because I want to know what the hell those people are seeing, right? Amazing. So, so those ads that they're going after, like I forget who it was, what actor was on some TV show, and they were saying, that, you know, we're going to ban, we're not going to. I think it was like Johnson and Johnson or something. There's Johnson and Johnson ads on Fox News. Do the liberals know that? But they never watch it. Right. So why don't they go ban everything that's advertised on Fox News? It never dawns on them because they're so angry at Louis C.K. Because they're not <laughs> examining their feelings. That's all right. That's my overarching message, Drew and Bob. All right. Like Buzz Williams. Read, read Herm, your feelings. Herman Edwards always says, "Don't hit send. Don't hit send." Don't hit send. He just tells athletes when they're coming into the league. Before you have a reaction that you share with somebody else, just wait one day, just uh, 24 hours. Don't tell anybody how you feel about how outraged you were. Can you fucking believe that musician did this or this person partied over here or this guy did coke off a fucking minor's dick over there? Like, <laughs> just examine a minor, it. Wait a minute. A minor underage or a minor that works Chilean. in the coal mine? When will we, when will we sh- I'm not filthy. When will we shame the shamers? Is really the question. Well, we are right now. <laughs> and, that, and that's actively. Good. We're not there. They're... No, well, that's the whole conversation is these people yeah. are fucking insane. Yeah. So before you react and share your feeling of negativity, like the four agreements, be impeccable with your word. Oh, my God. Realize, Steven Adler. Steven Adler. Yeah, realizing ahead. that sharing outrage isn't impeccability without sin. You're clouding someone else's vision with your idea. Just examine it for one day. Before you share it. And I'm going to bet that pilot light goes all the way down and goes completely out because something good's going to roll across your radar and you're going to go, hey, this neat thing. This guy I just met the celebrity. He was really nice to me at the airport. He held my baby or something, you know. And not only that, give people, give people time to apologize or respond or whatever to missteps. That's the Nobody owes me a goddamn apology for anything they've fucking done publicly. Anybody. Like from my Jimmy dad. Swaggart. I have sinned against you. You didn't fucking sin against me. You had sex with a prostitute. And got caught. I've done it in my life. And got caught. That's, I would never think, to, like, oh, I should really apologize to all the ABC viewers. How about my that dad? That I saw an in-call escort, bareback blowjob, because it was only 200 bucks on my way home. 
here's the real America. My dad hated the Beatles. Yes. My dad, my dad hated the Beatles. Well, he's an idiot. Well, he did. That, like, I'm making a he joke. He was a racist. But I'm, a, he, I'm making you know, a joke I, in regards I to the Beatles. No, he, he hated, hated the Beatles. The Beatles but he didn't not let me and my sisters listen to the Beatles. We had to listen to it in our rooms. We couldn't listen to it in the living room yeah, on the good stereo. That's, that's great. That's what America used to be. Now it's no Beatles. If you don't like the Beatles, you don't allow. Well, no, you don't no. want the remember, Beatles played anywhere. Remember, what you want to teach your kids is they're evil. We must work on destroying them. The Beatles are. Whatever is evil. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what's evil because it's either good or evil. And if the parent sees evil, they indoctrinate the kids. You, you saw with the six-year-olds crying when Trump was elected. I know. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Six-year-olds. No six-year-olds have that capacity. Uh, of course not. Ask me if I think Yoko Ono broke up the Beatles. Did Yoko Ono bring up, break up the Beatles? She did not break up the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. Yeah, Bob. You're looking at him. I got to pee really bad. Right, yeah, we got to wrap go. it up. We got to wrap it up. <laughs> we got to go pee. That's it. I hope it's not a year and a half till I see you again. <laughs> and that's not that me. Like it was pretty long. That's not me. Uh, Susan's been on top I of it though. Tried. That's correct. You had a. Uh, are you playing uh, in Claremont? <laughs> Montclair. Montclair. New Jersey scumbag. <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> All right, don't get me started on the Empire, Bob. Nine oh nine. Do you, not, do you, not, All right. you not go past the six oh five freeway? No, I got wrestling tournaments in Upland and stuff now. <laughs> So I root for my own kids that's to lose, so I don't do it back on Sunday. Right Wait for the other guy to take a move. That's an old, that's an old Sinbad joke. Like, you ever root for your own kid to lose so you can sleep till 9 on a Saturday? <laughs> like, Wayans are at yes. 7 a.m. and fucking El Monte. Yes, we have. Oh we, Pico we have Rivera? A bunch of Latin Pico kids Rivera? that are built like whippets waiting to get on a scale in their underwear. <laughs> it's kind of hot, though. We've done that. It is kind of hot. But, no, you have, some shows, you have some good shows coming up that aren't sold out, right? Uh, yeah. I'm actually not sure, but all uh, Calgary... Is coming up at the end of the month. All my dates are at jmore.com. That's a much more. I you were some be, got canceled. I thought you were going to be like in LA and Pasadena. At some that happened already. Oh, it did. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. Jmore.com are all my dates are there. We come see Your you. Facebook is behind. <laughs> you can, oh, I'm not on Facebook, so well, I don't know somebody who is. Yeah, somebody is. Yeah, I can't keep up. But you can go to jmore. I'm on Instagram, jmore37, Twitter, jmore37, jmore.com. And then you're doing. You're, you have a regular. Part on some great TV shows. Oh, American Housewife, I did yeah, a couple times. Yeah, thank you, Susan. You're sweet. It's all at jmore.com. Excerpts from the poetry book are there. My podcasts are there. Excerpts from my self help book at your gazelle are there. It's all. Is there wrestling footage there of the weigh-ins? Mm, I have. That's on my phone. I'll show you in my car. But let it get dark first. And whether you're whether you're offended or not by Jay today, go see his comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always. and laugh, and then just don't tell anybody you laughed at. No, it. no, no. If you are offended at what I said, yeah, no, I would Jay's... love you to email me at more stories thirty seven thirty seven at gmail dot com and explain to me why you are actually offended. Like Saint Francis of Assisi, help me understand and be understood. I want to understand your brain, and I'm not. Lying. That's how we should all we should all well, be that's interested just, in that's changing just the our buffer own. between go fuck yourself. Right? <laughs> that's really a, <laughs> that, that, was like the nicest, that was the nicest. Uh, We're really glad you yourself. came, and you can come back anytime. Yes. I love it. I'm so happy around you guys. I know it's a it's a it's a very comfortable couch. <laughs> yeah, now that I've settled into my this is like my <laughs> position here. We're trying to get you out. To, well, I'll put a catheter in if you need. But, oh, jeez. Uh, how about that cat on the go? You ever see those commercials? That yes. would get some Facebook likes. Is that, a, is that an impulse <laughs> buy? <laughs> a catheter? Have to, no, they have to do it themselves. Like, oh, maybe that's why I, I pee blood and vomit. No, they have to. They, they know they're doing catheters. If oh, God. You hear wax story about a catheter? Oh, that was in the Louis C.K. catheter thing. Catheter thing? He's playing in uh, Eastern Long Island. He goes by a girl. Uh, a pharmacy and there's a wheelchair in the window. Like, maybe I need one of those. I'm not crawling around on the sidewalk like I'm falling <laughs> off a cliff all the time. 
<laughs> not an impulse purchase. Like maybe, oh, for, you know, for my paralysis. Maybe I could use one of those. Uh, too soon? He is no. so good. Anytime yes, he is. Louis C.K. wants to come on this podcast, too, we'll have him. Yeah, Louis, do this podcast. You listen to me all the time, right? As your advisor, I guess. I, I all right, thanks, it. guys, very right, much. Man. And I love Peace you very out. much. We'll I do. Bye-bye. All right, that's about it for this episode of This Life. Check us out at KBC 790 Midday Live Talk Radio. Monday to Friday, you can also tune in every day live via the magic of the internet at kbc.com. If you miss it, we've made it simple for you to find all the shows at drdrew.com, the Adam and Dr. Drew podcast, the Zing What I Do By Myself, the Dr. Drew podcast, This Life, of course, with Bob Swole Patrol, Mike Cathow, and his new health and fitness podcast. You can uh, find us on Twitter at This Life Podcast, at Dr. Drew, Dairy W, at Rehab Bob Forrest, and of course, our lovely producer at First Lady of Love. I think I know who that is. If you love this show, please subscribe and tell a friend. We appreciate it when you do. We'd love to hear your feedback as well. Send us a message. Join the email list at drdrew.com, drdrew.com slash contact. You'll also get a weekly uh, email from us on that. Uh, while you're at it, at drdrew.com, please support our sponsors by clicking through the banners. We only advertise products that I can get behind. So thank you for supporting them, those that support us. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.